Good day, good humans. Welcome to a shift in perspective. In my last episode, we spoke about the soul's blueprint and how it is created before we incarnate into this physical reality. And as I explained, the soul's blueprint is basically the highest plan or path that we create with our spirit team to help us evolve and expand in your life here on this physical plane. During this time, we meet with those souls who will be most connected with us and create what is called soul contracts. Today, we're going to dive into what soul contracts are and how they pertain to the people, places, and things that surround us. So, as I always say, go grab your wine, your bourbon, your weed, your shrooms, or whatever else places you in that high vibrational state because this is a non-judgmental place and let's tap in. Welcome to A Shift in Perspective. I am your host, Nicole Hoffman. First, let me start by saying that I do not claim to know everything. I am not a therapist or doctor just yet. These are just my thoughts, opinions, and ideologies that I've learned over the years through personal experiences and meditation. This podcast was created to help you consider different perspectives around spirituality and the dualities in this game we call life. So if what I say resonates with you, awesome. If not, that's awesome too. Here we will connect to reprogram our subconscious mind to become more spiritually evolved versions of ourselves. So let's begin with the two minute meditation to relax and open your mind to tap into that intuitive part of you. Let's begin by closing our eyes and taking in a slow, full, deep breath and holding it for five seconds. One, two, three, four, five, and releasing it slowly. Now what I want you to do is take your hand and place it over your heart and repeat after me. I will have an open mind and a willingness to listen without judgment to reap the benefits of knowledge and growth. Take in another deep breath and release you may open your eyes to the fullness of relaxation and high vibes now let's begin as i always say my duty in this lifetime is to help you spiritually activate to the truth about who you are in this world So let's get into the meaning of soul contracts. Of course, we know that we cannot move through this life alone. And with that being said, during the planning stages of our soul blueprint, we create soul contracts. And what are soul contracts? Soul contracts are agreements made between you and other souls before birth. They are created to help us become the best version of ourselves. When we are in our mother's womb portal, we are connected to her through what is called the umbilical cord. So I'm going to break this down um, as, as deep as I can. Um, this is 
usually our first connection to anyone or anything physically. But there is also another cord that is invisible called the silver cord, which connects us to source or as most call God. Um, and it's connected through our spirit and also through our physical bodies. This silver cord is connected the entire time we are here on this physical plane. This cord allows us to move back and forth from the spiritual realm where we communicate with our spirit team and back to our physical bodies where we are connected to this 3D reality or physical plane. The connection of the silver cord to source is the biggest, most important connection because it connects to us once we are born and can only be severed at the time of death. Once that is severed, you can no longer enter into that physical body. So basically, once you pass away, that cord is severed. Um, there's also another cord called the etheric cords. These cords basically are energetically and invisibly extended out from you to other people, animals, and plants. The ones that we take care of and the ones we eat, trees, places like the city you were born in and material objects like your house, cars, etc. Even energetic things like money. Yes, money. We do have a soul contract with money. We have contractual agreements and co-creative experiences with all of these things. And through these cords and contractual agreements, we create relationships. And this is where soul contracts come into play. And as a relationship develops and deepens, the etheric cord between you and that particular person, place, or thing is strengthened. For instance, the cord between a child and a parent, or a husband and wife, or even sexual partners, friends, and family all come with different intensity levels. So as you grow like a parent and a child, they grow together, they become connected, not necessarily um, just physically, but also spiritually. So, and then we actually able to learn from each other from that particular standpoint. Uh, and, and it intensifies like, um, let's see a child and a parent may have one level of intensity as far as um, the strengthening of a soul contract a husband and wife may be on another level of course uh, sexual partners may be on a level but not as not as um deep as a husband and wife and friends and family may not be as deep as um, a child and parent but as i stated earlier the biggest connection that we have is to source and the spiritual realm and this is why people always say we are all connected because we have that connection to source in the spiritual realm. With this connection, we are able to do things like astral project or gather information from our spirit team and each other spiritually on the other side. When it comes to the people in our lives, we are connected to our family and friends and the people that we meet, whether in school or at work or other places. And during our connection to the people around us, we learn from each other. We are teachers and also students in this game we call life. Again, let me say that. We are teachers and also students in this game we call life. On a soul level, we create soul contracts through our soul's blueprint, like I've said before. And with that soul contract, people in our lives can be villains, 
or they can be somewhat of angels. Um, but vice versa, you can be somebody's villain as well. And also somebody that lifts somebody up. So it just depends on how your soul contract is with that particular person. So I want to give you an example. So I've been in a friendship where someone hurt me deeply and I dealt with that for a while, but through meditation, I was shown a different perspective. My friendship with that person, once I really found that different perspective was about spiritual awareness. I had to dissect the hurt and really look deeply into how it affected me. And once I did that, I understood again that I placed way too much energy into people that I see as all I see is goodness and positivity and not really seeing the shadow of their past traumas, even when other people did see that. Um, I never thought that those past traumas in this particular friendship would be used in our friendship. But on a soul level, behind the hurts, behind the hurts, let me say that again, behind the hurts was lessons of discernment and understanding of the meaning of reciprocity, which means like being able to share their love on each side. Like, you know, I learned that it has to be reciprocated and to also understand that the friendship was kind of severed to help me evolve and also to help that person evolve as well. Whether it was knowledge of this is something I don't do again, or whether it was for me as far as making sure I am discerning the people around me and really checking who has access to my energy or not. So all of these things play into the soul contract. And with this particular person, it helped me spiritually activate the self-awareness program inside of me. So sometimes like we really need to take our egos out of the picture and see things on a soul level. Um, seeing things on a soul level to me helps us understand where the healing should take place. And this is how we evolve and this is how we ascend. Um, and this is where we find that wisdom and we're actually able to take what we learn and share with somebody else or take it with us to the next friendship. Um, and the other thing is that I like to always say in the spiritual realm, there is nothing but love in the spiritual realm. The souls that are there when we're there, our over souls truly don't want to take on that role in others lives to hurt them in this physical reality. We truly don't. But on a soul level, we understand that all soul contracts are truly about spiritual elevation, even if it hurts. We also have contracts or agreements with animals, animals that we eat and also the animals that we take care of. And I know the animals that we eat go through a bad transition. They're being slaughtered. But collectively, collectively, on a spiritual level, these animals agreed to sacrifice themselves to feed our physical bodies with nutrients 
and fuel us with energy. Then, of course, there are the ones that we take care of. Those um, are our truest tests sometimes of unconditional love and patience. They teach us how to be present in the moment. And actually, and people don't understand this, how we telepathically, telepathically communicate with them. I don't think people understand that we do telepathically communicate with them. They can't speak our language, as we know, but we have come to a point that we understand them through their eyes and also their body language. Now, as far as plants and trees and grass, um, our contract with trees, of course, is about the air we breathe. But also, they give us signs of weather and seasons. And they grant us with gifts of shade and also show us examples of the reincarnation process. Like when their leaves fall and shed during the fall, they also come back during the spring. So that is a form of reincarnation. Um, so when it comes to grass, most livestock animals feed on grass. Our contract with grass is also a way to help us ground ourselves. Like if you go and stand or sit, it helps us ground ourselves back into this physical reality. Like say, for instance, if I have meditated and I'm still on a level of um, like in a different dimension, because when you meditate, you're basically moving through dimensions. But and if I need if I'm still trying to come down, I can just go step into some grass or sit into some grass. Um, and it'll help bring me back down to this 3D reality. And also it can help reduce stress or lower blood pressure um, while you're doing these things. It can reduce uh, muscle tension and it, um, improve intention and also increase feelings of happiness and serenity. The grass contract can also symbolize a level of com community and connection because they grow together. You rarely see grass alone like a piece of grass alone it's always in patches um our soul contract with plants is also one of oxygen and consumption um they also they also they also they also agreed contractually collectively that they will be eaten as well and used to aid in healing spiritually and physically by using them as plant medicine like lavender mint, um, basil, thyme, marijuana, aloe vera. And plants can also raise your vibration on an energetic level with the feelings of happiness, good health, strength, and so, so, so much more. So now let's talk about the soul contract that we have with material items like our houses, cars, clothes, shoes, and so much more. Yes, these things make us feel awesome spiritually and physically but they also come with their own set of lessons sometimes like greed or persuasion um they can also affect our soul contracts with other people um so say for instance you come into a large lump sum of money and you're out here just enjoying yourself some of that can come the the soul contract with the people in your lives can have an element of jealousy or envy and you know how sometimes people come into money and then people try to kill them for their money just different things like that you you your contract can come up with so many lessons when it comes to the material things that we buy but it is attached to a deeper root 
which is money. And I don't want to go too deeply into the money contract because there will be an episode focused solely on money. But because of our energetic alignment or in alignment with money, we are able to buy these things, these material items or not. Um, People think that money is a tangible thing, but in truth, it is absolutely energy. And one of the best things I've heard somebody say was that poverty isn't about money. It's about mindset. So your soul contract with money is what you think of it. So if you were taught that money is evil and programmed to think that it was scarce during your upbringing, then that's where you're going to get until you change your mindset about it. I think of money in terms of the ability to assist me with the material items in my fourth dimensional mind, um, or some say the vortex or, you know, your dreams, um, your desires, different things like that. And when you start to understand that money is just a tool to get you what you desire, then you're on the right track. I now try to take a different look at my bills, I try my hardest, believe me, to look forward to paying my bills because they actually allowed me the ability to have what it is that I wanted, like my house or my cars or my shoes, anything. Like one time I really took a deep dive and I looked in my closet at all of the things that money has helped me purchase I look around my house at the couches, the cars, the TVs. I mean, everything that is surrounding you in your house, in your closet, um, is something that money, the object of money or the energy of money has allowed you to purchase. These things are in your fourth dimensional mind. And what money is doing is helping you pull these things out of your fourth dimensional mind into your physical reality. So I just want people to understand that money is not a physical, physical, tangible thing. Yes, you might see it, but it's more energetic. It's more rooted on a deeper level. It's more about what you think and what your mindset is all about when it comes to money. But anyway, I don't want (laughs) to really get into it because I can really talk a lot about the energetic part of money but um I just wanted to say that when I pay my bills now um, I'm actually looking at them a little differently it's definitely a struggle sometimes to look at them as a good thing like I'm paying my bills for good instead of looking at them like oh my gosh I gotta pay these bills I'm trying to turn that around and be like you know what these bills and this money has actually helped me get the things that I wanted, like my house and my cars and different things like that. So I have to pay them in order to keep the things that I wanted, you know, things like that. So um, I now look at them differently. Um, And we will also when I talk about like 4D, we will also get into the 3D versus 4D versus 5d and what that basically stands for is the third dimension which um is 
the uh, the physical reality that we see with our physical eyes. The fourth dimension is the um, astral plane where your desires and dreams and different things like that are held. And the fifth dimension is where you like most times you meditate. That's where you go um, and you can grab your desires from 4D, bring them into the third, the fifth D, the fifth dimension, and then bring them into your physical reality through um, what you hear in the fifth dimension. But I'm going to talk about that on another episode. So <laughs> um, I say all of this to say that on a spiritual soul level, our soul contracts are here to help us elevate if we can release the ego for a few moments and really take a deep look at the connection that we have with those people who are around us. And in knowing that we are connected to so many things, it shows that everything that is around us holds energy and is spiritually and contractually connected to source. And that is the basis of our existence, connection and source. When we don't connect, we are impeding our own spiritual growth and expansion. So understand that these soul contracts, whether we think they're good or bad, they are our teachers and help us on our path of extension because this is what it's about, expanding and growing spiritually and ascending into who we are truly here to be. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to A Shift in Perspective. I appreciate you more than you know. See you next week.